This week's episode on Take Flight Podcast is based around feedback we received from a listener whom shall remain anonymous. They've been honest and transparent enough to ask how can they save money on a low income salary that is no more than 25k annually. For them, they believe it's easier for someone who's on 40k or more to put away, save or invest, but not the same for those on lower salaries. In this episode, we explore some investment tips and advice that we could share with this individual, what experiences we've had when we're on the lower end of the salary or income earning, whether it be in our full-time role, internship or placement, knowing what we know now, what would we do differently and how can this person or anyone in a similar situation increase their earning potential. We share some hot fire gems and tips. This is an episode you don't wanna miss because there may be some things you haven't considered and can even adopt now on a higher salary. Stay tuned and let's get started. Take off, take flight with you. We never fly, but we're flying. You know, to be honest, one, one of the things I was thinking about with everything that's happened uh, last year and this year, um, this is probably the brightest thing that's happened to the country. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. The longer England are in the tournament, the better for everybody's sort of feeling the morale. So it'll be cool, actually. Let's see. All I want is a, all I want is a bank holiday. I don't care about anything else. Oh, boy. Oh, Bloomberg, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing? All good. All good. All good, thank you. How's everyone? How's everyone? Let's get pumped. Sorry, this is my episode. I'm taking the lead now. How is everyone doing? Welcome, listeners, to episode 87 of Take Flight Podcast. Woo! So how is everyone? A bit of energy in the room. A bit of energy in the room. We're recording this episode on a day England have just beat Germany. A lot of people in this room are very happy, very pumped, very excited. They now they've got their right to remain in the country. England are on the way to the final. <laughs> it's coming home, right? <laughs> it's coming home, guys. It's coming home. When, when you say right to remain in the country, who's you talking to? Who's your friend? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right two oh, okay, two okay. of you are not even in the country, so I guess he's refer- he must be referred to. I don't me. know. I thought we might be talking to you, Olu. That's what I was thinking. It must be people uh, yeah, that I didn't shots. I wasn't finding any shots. I'm just saying. But anyway, that, that's that. How is everyone? How's everyone's week been so we're good. far? We're good. We're good. We're good. Fantastic. We're good. Lots of football. Lots of great games. Um, so that's pretty much what I've been spending my spare time doing. Property and watching football. So the new role must hey, be training you, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, I think that's that's the most I've seen you lean back in a while, Olu. So things must be going well. <laughs> hey, life is good. The new role is good. You know, everything's good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Good to hear. Good to hear. We saw I'll, that. I'll... I saw that you had a few late nights on Instagram on your stories, setting up the latest property for your latest tenants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did an episode, um, the previous episode, um, episode eighty six, which was the take flight takeaways <laughs> episode. Where I was talking about that business, Beckley Rose Property Solutions. So if you haven't you listened know? to it yet, hey, hey, this is, this is an episode, 100%. this is an episode to be plugged in your business, yeah? Cool. When I saw the title, yeah, I thought, oh, man didn't bring it up versus property versus stocks, yeah? You just conveniently left it out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like I said before, businesses are the best way to generate Mate, is it, cash flow. Is it? Is it the, the, is the it? best? The the best way for the listeners to estimate Olu's cash flow is to determine how far this guy leans back on his chair. If he's leaning back as much as he's leaning back right now, cash flow is booming right now. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, how are you? How's things? Because uh, the I'm, hair, I'm hair, haircut is looking fresh. No, it's actually. Yeah. I think you need to trim, though. You need to trim. You need to trim. Uh, you need nah, to trim it. it's fresh. This is fresh on Friday. I swear down. This is a four-day-old trim. Oh, the sides though. I thought you needed a little. Nah, you, you, nah, you can't. You can't. You can't really talk. <laughs> no, I just think I could be here. You know, wow. Yeah, wow. You, you need a bit more. You need a bit more. more, more, more. <laughs> hey, big man, I beg you, cut off some of Karim's hair and put it on yours. You've got a toupee on. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want him. Daniel was strapped. Daniel was strapped. What was funny is Pabila was making a general remark, and Daniel was locked and loaded to fire back. No, I think you know what that means. The the barber jacked him up. He doesn't like his haircut. That's why he's coming at me. That's why. The barber jacked me up. Yeah, no, I can I tell. Just, some, I think I think it's my personal experience. Because <laughs> nah, nah. he got jacked up and never recovered, big man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I actually jacked myself up. But that's another story. 
<laughs> okay. 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 I think okay. Let's let's put the jokes away and let's yeah. let's get right into this, to the episode. So I thought we would. Oh, this topic is around some feedback we had from a listener. We'll keep them anonymous, um, but it was really to talk about salary and saving. We've spoken about saving in the past, but we've kind of aligned it to you know us um, in terms of going forward and you know from our positions where we are now. But if we take it take a step back. So to set the scene and to provide some context, um, this particular individual was curious to know how and if it's possible to save money on a monthly basis if their salary isn't over £25,000 a year, GBP. Um, let's take, for example, that they're living in London or in or around London. Um, we, I don't have the specifics, but let's just assume that they're living in London, working in London, and the base is 25 k um, they believe it's easier for someone who's on 40k, 50k or 60k above to put away more money and save it on a monthly basis or to invest it compared to those on a lower salary. So in this episode, I thought we'd discuss, let's take it back to maybe when we're in internship or when we're in our first or early jobs, or if not, putting ourselves into a situation where we're on 25k how would we approach this situation of trying to save money whilst on a salary of 25K? Let's assume the person's out of university, paying off student loan as well. Um, so of course, a few variables that we can just kind of assume, but let's try and give some practical tips on what we would do to save money on a monthly basis. So how does that sound? Sound good? Don't miss anything out? No, Everyone understand? Really good. really good. Topic. I think we're gonna go to P first. The reason I say P, <laughs> P, you know, I think P shared his story in the previous episodes about the internship, being at Porsche, um, how he lived with his two jacket potatoes a day, you know, and saving money. Um, so, you know, P, firstly, do you think it's possible to save whilst being on a 25k salary, living in London, and of course, maybe some minor responsibilities? It's, it's 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 possible. It's even possible to save on less. It's just that it's more challenging for that individual. Um, what came to mind when I was thinking about this episode, it, it really, when you say saving, what are you saving for? Right. If it's just to put some money aside, that's pretty easy to do. Because I think we calculated the net, the net take home would be like a thousand something. So from that, you could actually put something aside. Now, are you saving for a property? Because obviously that would take some time. Are you saving to put money into stocks like Olu spoke about in a previous episode? Or are you just saving just to save? So I think one thing we should explore, we'll probably talk about it, is like, what is the person saving for? I would say for my, before I give it to that guys, it's possible. It's obviously, it can be challenging. The other thing to keep in mind, it's not about, it's about, it's not about how much you make, it's how much you keep. So this notion of someone that earns 40,000, 50,000 is easier, not necessarily because that person will just end up adjusting their lifestyle to how much they earn. So, and then I'll just quickly add about the internship. So for me, or my internship, um, I, I walked into the self-assessment center, just, just, to, just to give some context and background, expecting, because the average pay at that time was 15,000 pounds. So I thought, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, save 10 and then maybe spend two or three throughout that year. And that will do me well. That was my target to save 10. And on the self-assessment, they said, oh, we're gonna, we're, we're, we're offering 11,200 and something like that. So I had a target to save to start working for property. So I was quite aggressive. So I saved pretty much 100% of that money and then lived on some of the money I had to come in. So it's possible, um, but then the question comes down to lifestyle, right? So I'll just start off by saying that, uh, perhaps I'll pass it to Olu to, to share some points. Yeah, no, I agree with everything that P said. I think um, to clarify what P was mentioning is on a gross salary of 25K, um, the amount that you actually take home after taxes, you're looking at around 1,700 each month. That's how much you'll take home. Um, I think I'm not going to repeat anything that P said. I'm just going to mention that when you're on a lower salary, the key thing is working on your mindset and building good fundamentals, right? Because if you can't manage 25K, you're not going to be able to manage 50K, 100K. Or now, 250, whatever. Or 250. Yes, obviously, if you have more money, 
you have the ability to save more. That is simple maths, right? You have more money, you have the ability to save more. But if you don't work on that fundamentals at an early stage, and I think every one of us on this call, if we look at our internship first job, the most important thing was working on that fundamental, building good habits, allocating money to savings account, investments, and being intentional. And as long as you do that, no matter what your money amount is, right, you can build that investment, that growth, that saving as your salary starts to increase. But you first need to figure out what that fundamental is um, and getting that fundamental right. So I pass it to Shua. I've got some advice, some more technical advice as we go on and how you yeah. invest, etc. But let's stay with the high level first. Yeah, so to be honest on this one, very quick on my side, I've, I've got nothing to add from what Pabila and Olu have already said. I think with this particular question, you guys have covered all the all the bases. I think it's tough. When I was at a stage where I was earning that much, my saving was very, very low. I'm probably not the best person to give advice on how to save that at that income because I was just all about the spending. I'll give a couple of tips later on about what I probably would have done a bit different. Um, I think Olu and Pabila covered all the bases. Unless Daniel yeah. has anything you want to add. I just no, no, I'll, go on, go on, I actually wanted to just chime in with with a with a um a, a, an advice because it's actually what tends to happen is people that earn twenty five or thirty or even thirty five they feel they're not earning enough money so they spend it all and they say to themselves I'll start saving when I earn more and that can be a very deadly dangerous trap because what to going back to Ollie's point you're not giving yourself an opportunity to build the basics so I'd actually say I mean it depends on I don't know how old the person is but whatever you start off with it's your opportunity to show the universe what you can do with that amount of money what you do with a lot is what you did with a little it doesn't change so i, I like i remember some people around me saying i'm not earning like it, i'm not earning much so i'm going to spend it and if we looked at where they are today it's the exact same cycle right um so something to keep in mind yeah i, I, I was just gonna Thank say in terms of the salary, I think we we fixate ourselves on a number. And I often think that when we think of our salary, we quickly think, how or what can I spend this money on? You think, oh, I'm earning 25K, I can buy this. I'm earning 50K, oh, I can buy this. You're not actually thinking about, I can save this or I can do this. You're thinking about what you can amass, what you can buy, what you can purchase. So I think it's really a, a shift in the mindset of what you can actually do with the money about as to how you can spend the money. And I'll give a real life example. In my first job post uni, I can't remember what the salary was. Um, and then when I moved company, when I left there after eight months, I got, you know, my salary changed significantly, but my habits didn't. So what I was, you know, I was spending, not recklessly, but I was spending very little saving. And when I got my new job and my salary increased, I was still doing the same. So those habits have to really be ingrained in you. Like Oli was saying, you have to, you have to develop those habits. You have to create those fundamentals that you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Have a plan. And then as you your you know your salary your, you know your salary increases or as you you know you earn more, you're able to continue to multiply that and continue that over the long haul rather than just thinking I'm going to spend this I'm going to spend that. Compound. But I really think it's about understanding not what the figure is but how you can spend it and most importantly not compare yourself to others. Don't compare what you're on now to other people because your earning potential can actually increase and you can do things and maybe we'll touch it towards the end about increasing that earning potential. Of course, it may have limits depending on what industry you're in and what level you're at, but there is definitely opportunity for you to increase your earning potential so that that amount can increase and your saving amount can increase as well. So two, two things. One, I thought it was quite interesting how Oli started creeping forward when you were talking about your spending habits. Oli was thinking, am I learning yeah. something new about my boy? <laughs> No, I, I wanted to understand what some of these reckless, what some of these reckless spending habits were. <laughs> I, say, I, said, no, I didn't say it was reckless. I said I was spending. I didn't say it was reckless. So, like, if you're going out to eat, you're not, you're not really thinking about the cost. You just go out. You just you just spend money at a restaurant. You go out to eat maybe more times than if you had budgeted. You, you should permit it. In a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, do it let's I, leave it there. I, 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 I think you mentioned a great point because you spoke about just because you're earning what you're earning today doesn't mean you can't earn ten times as much in in the near future if i yeah um i could i would based on what i was earning in my internship i would have never i could never dream of what i'm earning now like it, i wouldn't be able to fathom it because that for me would have been like oh well, this is i'm only going to be incrementally better than this right so i think that's a great lesson actually um people shouldn't necessarily 
be stuck on that number and feel this is basically my reference point, right? For sure. And mm. I think, Daniel, you also mentioned around not comparing to other people. I think that's also yeah. on that element of mindset. And I think when you're on a lower salary, 25K, you need to have a mindset of understanding your what you can afford. Um, and I just think it's good to mention this, right? Because we, we're now in a generation where there's a lot of social media. We see what a lot of people are doing, flaunting, showing. If you truly want to change your life, especially when you're starting off or you're on 25K, you have to sacrifice and do what a lot of people are not willing to do. And the reason why a lot of people are not willing to do that is because they're so focused on the immediate gratification Short-term. and you need to be able to say no. You're going to have to say, look, there might be a lad's holiday or you, with your girls, you're going away somewhere and you might have to say, no, this does not reach, this doesn't meet my goals this year or next year. And maybe after I focus on one, two, three, then I can have that gratification or Hey, I see this nice piece of trainers. No, this does. This is gonna break my budget. I'm not gonna buy this right now because I've got a bigger goal. Or you might say, Hey, I'm gonna bring in lunch every single day to the office versus going to going out and doing lunch. You need to be able to say no, but with a focus on your bigger goal, right? And that's just one thing I want to also mention that mindset. Also, if you could get around friends who understand what your goals are and support you right because thankfully i've had friends where we're not trying to live the the flashy lifestyle it's not like every saturday i'm getting yo let's go and get a table here there 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 if i did have that group of friends i'd probably be trying to keep up with them and i wouldn't be able to achieve what i've been able to achieve because i'll be just blowing my money all the time so yeah can i just say before we continue thank god all four of us learn how to save like we don't talk about it enough we, we always talk about where we're moving our money right mm. but you, Olu, you mentioned the point about that building that habit from the beginning like i think if any one of us didn't necessarily build that habit i don't think it'll be a four i think it'll be a three honestly because it starts to build an association so so if saving free, wouldn't be hippie yeah no i'm just saving <laughs> <laughs> i'm speaking and, and p, p i'm speaking, I'm speaking you don't, you don't know what i'm saving you don't know what my bank statement says <laughs> i could be in a lot of debt i could be crying out no <laughs> like, i know oh. your numbers i know i know your numbers but you, you need a back call it you're good <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's about that association it's about who you, like you said who you're surrounding yourself with so um sure. so yeah Daniel, go okay. ahead. Daniel. I think I think, I think I think we've been talking. You know, we we shared a bit of you know advice and some general tips, etc. But what? Okay, let's go down to pract- practical tips. So let's, let's assume you're taking home seventeen hundred a month. Let's do. And it. let's just call it. Let's call it fifteen hundred, just in case there's any deductions from student finance or anything else. So let's just assume fifteen hundred k a month. No, no, no. You're squeezing, big man. You're squeezing, man. You're squeezing, man. Just do one seven. Do one seven. Yeah, just Come do one on, seven because okay. that's the number I did. Okay, you're okay, squeezing, okay. So, man. So, I've, I've already been chopping. I've already been chopping. Come on, don't squeeze. You take man. one. No, take a, No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying fifteen hundred because we. Let's assume two hundred a month for travel. Yeah, but no, that's no, part, no, but that's part of my allocation. Okay, okay, exactly. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, cool. man. Come on, man. Only okay, the numbers, man. Run it. So okay, so we've got seventeen hundred. First advice. You, yeah, what would you, what would you do? First advice that I have for my uh, for the listeners, and I'll do for myself is understand your high debt level, and that is the number one thing you should be trying to pay down before you even start saving or investing. You should be focused on paying down any high debt, and what I mean about you, high debt, that's anything greater than sort of ten percent. So, oh, five, ten percent. Yeah, gone. You mean consumer debt, though? You're referring to like credit card debt? Consumer debt. Yeah, It could be like for a car, high interest. So high interest debt. Now, the reason why I tell people to do that is because even if you're trying to invest... Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe we need to put a disclaimer. (laughs) But yeah, so the first thing you need to do is pay off any high interest debt. And the reason why that is, is if you're expecting a 10%, let's just imagine you invest and you get 10% um, return. That's nothing if you're ending up paying off debt, which is 20, 30%. So before you even start saving, that is what I would advise anyone. If you have high debt, you should pay that off. Now, if you're getting 1700 in, um, 1700 in, 
the Olu, first Olu, thing yeah go on. are you saying what you're going to do or what you're advising because i'm going to say what i did I do what i did why so i don't have a high debt but what i did when i was okay. working my way up the first vehicle of investment that i decided to put into was pension and the reason why so for the listeners that um we have if you work for a company that has any sort of matching or matching contribution um contribution scheme that is the best way for you to start truly investing so if i think about a 25 um a 25k salary with a 5% contribution that's me contributing around 1250 over a year if i think about my company so my company currently they put an additional 9% on top of that that's then put in roughly around 2250 so in a whole year just by you putting that 5% in you're saving around 3500 an annual basis now if i over like 10 years 10% increase now you've got a pot of around 50 to 60k so just by you putting 5% on your salary and that's not taking into consideration your salary increasing over that period of time but that's 10 years on a 10% um, increase year over year, you're looking at around 60K that you've already been able to save. So that's my first advice. Now, the second advice I have in regards to the rest of the money. So now by reducing that, I'm looking at roughly around 1,700 because you get tax benefits by putting into your pension, et cetera. Um, What I would advise you to do now is look at your accommodation. Do you have the opportunity to stay at home? Now, a lot of people leave home quite early and you're going to start to have a high rental fee that you have to pay. So if you are able to stay at home, that would be one advice. If you're not, you should look for a room share option. So London, close to London, you're looking around 500, 550. You can find in areas like Slough, etc. The next thing that I would advise the person to do Slough. is... You assume they're working in West London. How about they're working in East? <laughs> even if they're working in East, you can get, you can commute trains. Even if anywhere that has a train station, your journey will be longer. But again, these are sacrifices that you have to make. Um, the next thing, advice I'll say is, I would try to save up around £500 a month towards this has got two purposes one is an emergency saving but also i'm using that to save for property so on a 25k salary the bank will loan you approximately around five times so you're looking at around 125k you can get prior to this um us recording i checked some locations you can find properties in luton one two bedroom houses for you're looking at around 150 160k so that means that 500 pounds that you're putting aside each month, it'll take you probably around four years to save enough to be able to purchase a property. The reason why this is so important is a lot of people's wealth is in their the homes that they own, equity growth. So a lot of us deal in property and we have multiple properties, but for the average person, the most of their growth in wealth is through the pro- property in which they own. So trying to save 500 pounds towards that. Then you're looking at around 250 towards travel. Um, and then you're looking at 100 towards bills. And then when I was looking online, what the food amount, you're looking at around 200 pounds a month. Now, with that 200 pounds a month, you've obviously got to put some sacrifice in terms of taking lunch in, not going to holidays, trips, etc. That is how I would manage the 250. Obviously, we're going to talk later on in the episode about how we can increase that um 25k um but i guess my key advice would be pay off high debt second if you have any work pension contribution start doing that early maximum amount you get tax benefits and you get additional money from your employer and then the third thing is if you can stay at home stay at home reduce your spending try to allocate 500 pounds a month towards saving for a property where in four or five years you'll be able to find your first property or buy your first property Love it. That was not sure. financial advice. That was solely Olu's opinion. So please, yes, that no advice. Yeah, I don't mind going next. Yeah, because I think it will probably be contrasting a bit to, to Olu because I, I didn't break it down into, into that much detail. So I, Guess I'll what? Do... you didn't have a choice. You're going next anyway. Okay. So um in terms of in terms of directionally, so what would I what would I do? So 
I think one thing similar to, to Olive is the first thing that I would do is really understand in terms of a budgeting perspective, how much is coming in. So I think that's a fixed amount, assuming it's just your salary, but really start to calculate how much is going out. So on average, how much am I spending on certain things in terms of living, um, the, the food costs, experiences, all of that stuff, and just get a budget in mind. Because I think before you can start to set targets, it's good to know where you are today. So once you've got an idea where you are today, um, I personally... Uh, didn't go into investing straight away when I was earning that much because um, I didn't really know what to invest in. And to be honest, I think for people starting out, what you should be investing in and what you want to invest in, I think it's, it can be different per individual. So what I would actually uh, suggest is to put aside a certain amount of money every month. I think 500 is actually a good place to to start at that level. And then I think once you're um, putting that money aside, I'll start to think about where you could spend that money investing it in yourself and your own skill set because i think at that stage you could allocate it to your pension you could allocate it to stocks you could allocate it to property but then if you have that money saved up and you start to invest in a particular training or understand a skill set in an area that you're super interested in or curious about then even if in the short term you may not be um, getting an investment per se from that skills and the training that you can invest in for yourself, that may actually have a better payout later on. So I would actually recommend getting that budget in place, uh, getting a set percentage amount that you want to put aside per month. So start with £500. And then while you're putting that money aside every month, start to think about areas that you're curious about and areas that you would be interested in investing in to then use that money that you've put aside every month to invest in a training or some type of course to develop the skill sets to really do at, at, at a better level. Because you could end up saving 10k 20k 30k putting that towards a training that you're very interested in um, a training that's reputable and then from that you could learn something that could pay you hundreds of thousands or millions across a lifetime or at least in the next 10 year horizon so i think at that stage that's what i would uh, recommend anything that you have left over personally i'm i have the approach that i like to spend on experiences so anything else beyond that if you get the opportunity to travel if you get the opportunity to network and meet people to pay to go to some events i probably spend it on on developing that because probably in that first year with 25k it would be difficult to invest in something um, that gets you a big substantial payout apart from investing in yourself or of course if you're looking at pensions and this type of stuff that Oli mentioned they're also great examples as well um, to start the the, the foundation but just to contrast Olu that's probably what I would do from uh, from my perspective at that point yeah I think it's some great I think it's some great advice that you guys are giving um, and I think some of the things I was going to say I think it combines with a little bit of both what you guys are saying so if I if I was on 25,000 pounds now um, I'll sit down and, and hash out a, a few facts. One fact is um, I need, it's. It, I know it's not enough to basically make investments that are going to create a certain level of increment. So I need to figure out a way to increase the 25,000 pounds. What I would do that at that point, to Shaw's point, is I would focus on investing in myself. So I'd look at saving over time and then before going into sort of an investment play, try to pay, try to basically do the self-education path, knowing what I know now. But unless on practical terms, if I had £1,700 a month, this is what I'd, this is what I'll do. I'd commit to saving £1,000 a month. Very aggressive target. The reason being is it's harder to it's it's harder to um, save more than it is to save less. So I'd start on £1,000 a month. Then I've got £700 left over. I would work to commit to staying at home. Then I've basically just got to focus on travel and also on then food. And I think I've got like 200, 300 pounds left over. So I'd really try to do it aggressively because then in, to Olu's point, if I was going for a property, perhaps I'm there in two years. Um, so that's my thinking on, on how I'd play it, like a 60% saving ratio. Um, but the way I'm looking at it is like a two-year program where I'm really saving aggressively and it's very clear on what the vision is. Um, and what I'll be trying to do is put some of that money into self-education plus then invest in a property. Um, I think you have to live at home. I think... You, I think in with with that kind of money, and I think you have to um, make sacrifices for a short period of time. Thank you. The I other thing also. To, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, the other sorry, thing also. No, wait, no. Everything I'm going to say actually to keep in mind, it sounds very um, aggressive when if when when Shuo, Daniel, myself say you know save five hundred or save a thousand. What you'll find actually, if you start doing it, you normalize it, and then it becomes after month four month after month four month five. You don't you stop thinking and you just automatically put a thousand aside and then when you look up and you've got twelve thousand after one year when all your peers who are earning more don't have that and i've seen that firsthand 
right? So it's it's um, that's the kind of path I would take. Thanks. I think what you two things you said that I, that stand out to me is you thought you look to increase that twenty five k annually. Yep. And also, you by saving more that a thousand pounds, you foster that habit so that when your earning power does increase, the thousand will be the base, and you might even increase that to maybe fifteen hundred or two thousand. Exactly. Month is key um not to dwell on or to reiterate too much of what the three of you said but that 700 pounds is essentially you have to make sure your outflows are less than your inflow so if you're receiving 1700 however you're spending that money however you split it however you dice it it has to be less than at 1700 and i think from coming from a different angle maybe put a budget together if you haven't got one already and maybe go through you know a monthly statement and see what's in the out column. What are you spending your money on that you can cut back, where you can now put into savings or you can put into investment if your, you know, your level of savings is at a healthy number. And things you can easily look at to eliminate and eclipse could be things like subscriptions. So if you've got a Netflix account, if you've got you know Amazon Prime, if you've got Spotify, if you've got Apple Music, all of these subscriptions add up. If you've got a gym membership that's kind of on the top end or a premium membership when you can go to maybe a cheaper gym, it hasn't got to be a David Lloyd that Oli goes to where it's got the, you know, the whole spa, the sauna, the tennis court, the squash court. Yeah, but, but Daniel, yeah, Daniel, to... Daniel, Daniel, that, that chest that Oli's got doesn't come for free, big man. It, it costs money. Of course. <laughs> but he, he's worked on that over time. You know, you go to like the gym group or, you know, pure gym, you know, something cheaper that, you know, that you can afford. But I think it's really scrutinized your spending. And maybe it is that you have done that already. So if you have done that, you've got to a level where you've cut everything out that you possibly can. Maybe it is time to maybe if you're not living at home, live at home. But to be honest, it will be uncomfortable. You know, I think we've all gone through experiences where we've had to save aggressively. Maybe that we've been on a different salary, but we still had to work aggressively to save towards something. And I certainly have. And it was uncomfortable. I didn't get a trim for over eight months. Um, you know, I've taken pack crunch into work, but I knew what the end goal was, which spurred me on to give me the fuel to keep on going. And to be honest, it all has an expiration date. It's not forever. And that's the thing that fueled me is, you know, here's the reward at the end. It's only for a period of time. And even during that period, I learn a lot more about myself and know that I'm able and capable to do things that I previously maybe thought I couldn't do. So, Daniel, okay. yeah, you, I, Daniel you can't even, you can't emphasize that point anymore. Like, anymore. It's going to be it's going to be tough. I don't think anyone on this call is saying it's easy. Even on our higher salary right now, because of our goals and our aspiration, it is tough we, right now. I can like, tell you, you, you start adding kids to that. Gets... Yeah, it's tough. Like there's so much easy. <laughs> like easy is not going to get you to where you need to be, right? And if depending on what your growth, what your aim is, right? I think all of us right now could probably say, you know what, we're gonna sit down, chill and just have a basic lifestyle and be okay, right? But because of what we're trying to build and achieve, it's going to be tough. There's sacrifices. Like someone my salary could probably live a more lavish lifestyle. Lavish. Not probably, 100%. I know 100%. 100% can live a more lavish lifestyle. But I choose not to because I want to allocate that money to greater and bigger goals so that I can delay that immediate gratification. That is the key thing, delay it, because it's going to be worth it. The worst thing you could be is 40, 50, and look back and say, I haven't saved, I haven't invested, I'm still having to work super hard, I don't have any money, just because you decided to just follow the Joneses. Like, honestly, it's going to be tough. For the listener on 25K, 20 whatever it's going to be tough but it will get easier if you're willing to sacrifice now and reap those rewards plant those seeds now so you can reap those rewards in the future um totally agree Oliver. i just wanted to add one quick thing actually about the psychology around saving it came to me as 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 i gave the mic to you daniel um the reason why i went with the proposal of saving a thousand pounds from one seven is because it shocks your way of thinking and working to the point where now your standard is a thousand pounds a month and you start thinking twice about lowering it on the flip side if you're making 1700 it's very plausible to make a case to say i can only afford to save 300 pounds and everybody everybody would be like i totally agree with you what happens there 
is you don't feel after a period of time like it's even worth it. And what I've seen is people then start to, to say, it's no point. Let me just start spending, right? So it's it's interesting what happens on either end of the spectrum, depending on which which side, how you de- how you depend how you determine to play it. Um, so I, I would I would suggest you know really push it um, to begin with. Uh, give it six months and see. Okay, cool. Now let's flip it. Now let's think about okay, twenty five k. How can I now increase my earning potential? My earning well increase my earning power, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, let's not assume any sp- particular field or industry, but what things do you think we could, you know, just suggest and throw out? Because there could be a number of listeners in a variety of different fields and industries that some of these may be applicable to or more than the other. So, you know, what would you suggest? Sherelle, over to you first. Yeah, I'll kick it off then, Daniel. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a great question. So there's probably three things that I would do to try and increase my um, earning potential. And these are things that, to be honest, I think they never stop in your career. If you're trying to be a high-performing person, you're trying to um, build things, you're trying to do things together with people, these are things that probably will continue to keep happening. So one is really invest in my uh, skills. So what can I invest in skills that are useful? So that can be negotiation, that could be learning about a certain type of investment, it could be public speaking, it could be anything, but skills that really continue to provide value to yourself, so then you could help provide value to others. So that's one thing that I would definitely do. Um, The other piece is I would actually really invest in the network. So if we give an example on property that we've spoken about in, in multiple episodes now, that really took a step change once I invested in programs where I could meet the people who knew information that I didn't know. So if I could have done that earlier, then I think that acceleration would have happened a lot earlier as well. So that's something that I would also invest in, invest in these relationships, go to these types of events. A lot of these are free actually. Now in a virtual environment, you can also join free. Um, I'd really invest in that that network. So skills and network. The final one that I would say is I would actually see the fact that if you perceive 25k as being at the beginning of your career you're actually in the benefit of starting on a low base so starting on a low base means that you really you've got nothing to lose it's as if you're starting from zero quote unquote so whatever decision you make will be a big decision and you actually don't have the limitations of a family you don't have the limitations of financial commitments so at this stage you can actually make bigger bets that could mean relocating to another country which is what i did for an internship that could be jumping into an industry that you know that's really high growth that could be jumping on a plane and going to a country or a particular part of a country where you know that there's lots of growth coming. So I would actually see the fact that even though you may perceive that as a low amount, it actually gives you a lot of flexibility because you really don't have that much to lose. Um, And I would really lean on that because that's something that probably 10 years from now, if things go as you're trying to achieve, you may not have that flexibility and you may not be able to make as big of a bold move. So those are the three skills, um, invest in network, and then also leverage the fact that you're starting on a low base and do something that's drastic and that could have a big payout. Thanks, Sure. I'm just going to add the spin to this question, actually. You know, some great points you raised there. And I, I, I say I'm going to add this because you started talking about things outside of work. So I'm going to kind of split into two, two. So, Pete, I'm going to ask you to go next and focus that you are in your job. You're not thinking about any side hustles, anything, any ventures outside of work. What could you do practically in, in your current role to increase your earning um, potential. And then Oli will come to you about things outside of work as well. Then I maybe just close with some things that you could do inside of work as well. So P, sorry, did that, yeah, does no, that make um, sense? Yeah, no, it does. Cause actually I, that's, that's the line I was thinking about. If I'm sitting at work and I'm earning 25,000 pounds, my best next move is to focus within my current space. So the very first thing I'll have to do is get a very, 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 very clear understanding on what the roles are in the corporation and what people are earning. Now, I may not be able to understand within the company, but I can check check on LinkedIn and do some research. So I'll spend quite a bit of time doing research on what's out there. I need to know what the target is before I can actually start taking the steps to get there. So that's the first thing. Then after that, I would then, to Shuo's point, understand what the skills are required to get into those roles, because that then is gonna form part of my plan and what I then start to work on. Um, so that'll be the second thing, get clear on the skills. And then the third thing is, work with some co-workers or peers to develop a plan on how I can start working on these skills, right? Who here can help me to develop my public speaking skills? Um, 
do I need to learn? Okay, has anyone got suggestions about how I can actually improve my spreadsheet skills? Let me start working on some of these things. Um, and I think that third piece is the hardest piece because that's where you then develop a plan and commit to the plan and then work that plan very hard. So it's almost like on top of your job, you're also doing, it's like a development plan you've set for yourself, right? And I think in doing that over a period of time, over a period of time, but you, there's, there's something else you have to add to that. Otherwise you, won't, otherwise you won't be able to move. So that's very important, working on the plan. The second thing to add to that um, is you have to market yourself within the corporation. You've got to let people know where you currently are and also where you're trying to get, actually, no, where you're trying to go. You have to let them know where you're trying to go, what your career aspirations are, because people don't forget this. People keep it in mind and people actually keep it in mind when there's positions that are opening up. And we found that in our experiences that a lot of times it's not a case of submitting your CV to get the next role in the company. People have tapped on your shoulder. Are you interested? I've got something opening up. So the the plan is one side, but you have to marry that plan with a marketing play at work um, and get people to know who you are. Otherwise, you'd be that guy who's earning £25,000 sitting in the corner, very humble, nice um, a nice person, but only your team knows who you are. That's not going to work. Or, or female, sorry. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, B. Some very poignant points. Great points. What would you got to say? So, and this is focusing on outside of work, right? Maybe, yeah, just maybe thinking outside of the box flow. Yeah, it's conversation. Okay. He was mentioning, think about more maybe ventures outside of work that you could do. Perfect. Cool. Um, The first thing that I would do in terms of, and we've talked about a little, um, is owning assets. so what I mean about that is whatever you're saving or you have, you've got to look at investing it as soon as possible. And that's the reason why I said pull it in the pension pot, because already you're increasing your wealth. Like I've generated, I would say, more money than what I've saved through buying property, owning equity than what my salary has brought in. Um the second advice I would have for the listener is really first understand how much time you have in a day that is wasted. The reason why this is important because by understanding how much time you're wasting on watching Netflix, just chilling, relaxing, etc., you'll be surprised at what you're able to build. And what I mean is you can either build stuff that might be lower skill sets so to generate cash that could be hey you know what i'm going to be an uber driver if the person does drive in my spare time i'm going to drive be an uber driver to get more money me personally what i would advise is starting some sort of business now with starting this business you probably like Shuel and pipilo mentioned you'll probably need to have some sort of training and knowledge that you gain in whichever area you're planning to start the business or you can potentially look at whatever skill sets you've generated through work and say, okay, can I be a contractor or contract that out outside so I can generate more cash flow? But I think what you need to do is, I think the, the time of just having one job and that's it is really pretty much died. Like you can't be even middle class and just have your nine to five job. You need to either buy assets, which over time increase right value or start a business where you're able to generate additional salary cash flow so myself what i've started was a property business right and that started with approximately around 4k so if you're aggressive and you're you're putting in as much as pabilo said saving 1000 it'll take you four months to save up the money you need to be able to purchase or um, renovate your first property from a landlord and that could give you an additional 500, 600 pounds a month through that. So there's multiple businesses. You can do a drop um, drop shipping business um, is another idea. There's so many ideas out there, um, which I would advise the listeners to explore. play around with, explore, right? Because I've, I can tell you about my first business idea that I started at university, right? Everything uni. Didn't plan out, wasn't successful, right? I could tell you about my second idea. Didn't plan out, wasn't successful. Now my third idea, it's going well so far. We'll see how it continues. But <laughs> you gotta just continue. <laughs> you gotta. Continue. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. <laughs> Check out the previous episode. Six figure or Lewis is new nickname. <laughs> you just gotta continue grafting, right? And 
one thing I I just I I love the game of just hustling and just trying to generate and figure find out. figure it out. And we live in a time where there's so much resources that could be through people, friends, or if it could be through the internet. So you got I would say just hustle, graft. Thank you. Some some good points, and I'll I'll wrap I'll wrap up this part up as well. Um, try not to reiterate what's been said, but first thing, like P said, find out the market rate. And I guess I'm reiterating what he said, but find out are you being paid in line with this, you know your peers in the same industry. I think something that's key before you even take any role, and even if the role you're in, is find out how often is compensation reviewed. You could be going into a role where your base will never change. Your base will never change. And to be honest, base or bonus is always best for the base to increase because bonus is just a one-up payment, cheaper for the company. But as your base increases, that's a lot more. Um, that, that's a lot. That's a lot more beneficial for you as an individual. Um, consider your performance. You know, are you maybe not being a high performer? Are you just kind of there, laxy daisy, just in the corner? Your team knows you, but you're not getting that exposure around the organization or beyond your team or beyond your department. Look for big projects that you can, you know, potentially, uh, you know, take on, increase your exposure, have a candid conversation with your your line manager or your department manager about how you can do more, bring more value to the company. And similarly, what skills you can learn and develop to make yourself more attractive and more commercially valuable for the company and maybe other industries. Um, And I guess also like, Sherelle was mentioning about maybe even moving abroad or taking, you know, a risk. Consider moving to a different industry or an industry where you can get paid a lot more, but not be afraid to step out what you are well accustomed to. So taking that leap of faith, and we've taken, we've done an episode in the past on, you know, taking a leap of faith. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to take that leap into the unknown and never look back. So those are what I would just say and what you know, my recommendations would be. P and Daniel, um, you guys mentioned two points, but I think it's also good to mention to this to the listeners is when do you start to research like what the maximum salary or um, growth can be in where you're like you're maybe at university when you're selecting a path or course? Is that when you'll start or will it be when you enter the course? Or when you enter your job, working place, career, when is the best time so, to start looking? When is the best time to look at what salary expectations? Salary expectation, lifestyle what expectation, industry? because I maybe it's just me, right? I saw a lot of people go to university and just pick random courses, right? Where I was like, what is the game plan, right? And there wasn't any. It didn't feel like there was any thought process to. What is the expectation, right? Because in my mind, the way I think about it is we all have choices and we just have to live with our choices, right? So if you want to go into a particular career or path and that's what you're passionate about, but you know that is a low paying salary, that's fine, right? But at least you know what you're getting involved in and the expectations and the struggles versus some people that finished, I think, and graduated and said, okay, I'm going to go into this particular field and found out that the base salary was 20k and was like how did I like and it's like it's always yeah, but, been 20k oh, for okay. the last 20 years yeah, okay, that's okay. Too, yeah. okay but in that case i think some people still go back and further their education so i think okay this isn't a high paying mm. entry level role let me add some more value to myself to my cv to get more skills yeah. to go in at a higher bracket but like you said some people are happy with that which is more than fine but i don't really necessarily think unless you're going into a specialized field post you know, university, whether it's dentistry, medicine, law, or anything like that, I don't think your degree matters that much. I think in most jobs these days, they don't really ask for specific requirements in terms of what you study at university. They will ask for a standard kind of 2-1 degree in maybe certain field or certain, you know, in a certain uh, uh, discipline, but it's not always very specific. You know, I've got people at work in a very dominated financial market industry, who studied French at university, who studied English, who studied science, but it's very not related to the role, but they've decided to learn more about, you know, the financial markets, upskill their learning, learn on the job, do additional reading outside of work to ensure that they can be successful in their role. 
Uh, Pete, what would you what would you say? Yeah, it depends on your motivations. I think. I mean, I was just me personally. I try to find out as soon as it becomes, as soon as it becomes something that I become aware of, I start researching straight away. Like the earlier, the better, right? Because it can it can have somewhat of a factor on how I decide. Um, and and salary was one of them. When I was at university, I targeted the investment banks because of the prestige and, and how much they're earning. Um, and then I went a different direction. But I I was it was a lot to do with these guys are paying the most. So if I get started with these guys, then I'll basically have a good opportunity to create wealth. That was just my thinking, right? So I think it depends on your motivations. But to Daniel's point, I also know people like my mum's friends who um, studied chemistry, started working in the field and said, this doesn't pay. And then he stepped out and became an accountant, right? So it's it's he went a long distance before he didn't said, no, this is, it's not, it doesn't pay, right? So I think ultimately it comes to your point, all your choices, it comes down to where does your motivations lie? Um, and maybe on one episode, we can talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, the money is not for some people 25, they're not even, they're only 25,000. Actually, they don't want to earn that much more. Right. So, um, but I think ultimately when you, when you draw a line across red line, across everything we discussed today, I think one of the things that looking back now, I would have like, one thing I would have done differently, no matter how much I was being paid is I would have doubled down on all the skills. And I'd have gone so hard on just building skills, building skills and building skills and becoming valuable because ultimately that's what gets noticed and that's what gets actually remunerated um, over the long run, right? So um, just focus on on building that skill set. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Um, just a quick round, Robin. Anyone got any final words, advice or tips for this listener? I think we shared quite a lot, um, probably a lot to digest. But if there's anything, you know, one line that anyone wants to add, at all yeah we it's, can always just go point. around and just yeah, okay. all go around and just say one one takeaway point p it's not, yeah it's not how much you earn um it's how much you keep and where you start doesn't determine where you're going to end yeah i'll go next it's going to be tough but it's going to be worth it so sacrifice now and reap the rewards in the future so from my side i would say there are lots of things out there with good ROI, Ahmed Capital Group being one of them. Um, but probably the thing that has the best ROI is any money that you invest in yourself, whether that's experience, skills, and relationships. So I would say whatever your level of income, whatever level you're saving, always ensure that you've allocated a certain amount of money investing in yourself and your skill sets, because that will pay a lifetime if you do it well. I would say just create those habits now. Good habits are hard to form, easy to live with. Bad habits are easy to form, hard to live with. I'm back with my quotes, baby. <laughs> Wait, welcome <laughs> back, Daniel. Welcome back. We've missed welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you all for sharing. Um, to the listener who you know emailed us, I hope you found this useful. And for everyone else, if there is anyone else, um, I hope you've also found it useful. As always, if there is any feedback for us, you can email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at takeflightpodcast. With that, we'll say goodbye. We'll see you next week for Take Flight Takeaways. Stay well, stay safe, and God bless. Peace. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but-